On this week's episode, we recap the Kent State game, we preview Missouri, and we're going to talk some wide receivers, specifically new Georgia commit Tyler Williams and once Georgia target Luther Burden of the Missouri Tigers. As always, I'm Cheeto, and with me is Keegan, and welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. So it seems that the University of Georgia has built up enough credit to remain the number one team in spite of the unesthetically pleasing game against Kent State at Kent State and the score 39-22 and what was the dog's least inspiring game of the season by far. Uh, But again, did enough in the early weeks to maintain that spot. Keegan, initial reactions after what was a a sluggish game, turnovers, a lot of injuries, uh, you know, just just not really up for this game. Any any thoughts on this? Basically, we played down to the level of our competition this game. I like that. You know, so so it just looks like Kent State, you know, came out as a mediocre team. But for me, selfishly, I don't feel good about Georgia doing – poorly but i do kind of feel affirmed in the fact that i was waiting for the other shoe to drop this whole season georgia's been you know a pretty dominant team but it just seemed like too good to be true in the sense that we had some glaring holes and some things that we figured you know we're going to work on and week to week we kept on kind of getting lucky with things that we had been sloppy with so I like the the energy that Kirby was bringing after the game and the fact that he was like excited and giddy to like coach up his players. And he's like, you know, we needed this. And it's kind of like a surprising attitude, but it's like, he's like, I told you, you know, he can be like, see, see guys, I told you we had something to work on. So it was a sloppy win. And there were times where I was a little bit, you know, disappointed in how we came out. And I know, you know, there are a few players, including like Lad McConkey that had, some big, you know, missteps, but that kind of thing is just going to happen. And, you know, you need that adversity and you need to be trained on responding to adversity. So it it is kind of what it is. Like you said, we still have enough kind of like social credit built up within the college football to remain highly ranked. But with that said, you know, we got, we kind of like got away with some sloppy play and I just hope uh, we continue to clean up and build upon those mistakes with more and more successes and cleaned up play like moving forward. Yeah, Kirby Kirby mentioned although it didn't it doesn't look good on the stat sheet, it is hard to complain when your your team, especially your offense puts up 500 plus yards of production, uh which we did well. Stetson Bennett did not have his best day, no touchdowns, threw an interception, took a sack on the day. Brock Bowers is pretty much the only one on the team who kept his stock high. The offensive line struggled. The defense gave up more points than we've given up since we did the SEC championship last year. And 22 points is more than we put up, I think, the entirety of the regular season last year. If I'm mistaken, it's not by much. So, so again, it is nice when you can have a down day. Again, this is at noon. It's Kent State. Human, human nature is going to take its toll at some point. And it is good to come into this game, be sloppy, Lad McConkey with his two fumbles. And I know a lot of people had a lot to say about the altercation. Um, I wouldn't even call it altercation, but Kirby's reaction to Lad's very off day. I didn't see it live, but some people reported that Kirby like smacked Lad McConkey in the face. And again, some people want to make it like this um, social justice type thing. 
it's not the best look. Kirby doesn't always lose his temper, but listen, he he loves all these kids. I'm not making excuses. He gets caught up in the moment too. He he's a former football player, he's a coach. He probably himself would tell you that he wished he would have handled it differently. But I think I think the frustration should go to show the passion that Kirby has for his team and how how much of a perfectionist he is. He's even on a bad week against the inferior opponent. This was pretty much a practice game, and I think he's more than happy to pull the I told you so card. We have things we need to work on. We're number one, but don't take the rat poison willingly. So I think for Kirby, this was a very good opportunity for him to show his team, like, hey, we've got a lot to go to work on, and that's what they've done all week in practice, no doubt. Um, But on top of that, we did have a lot of people injured as well. I know A.D. Mitchell is still on the injury report. Jalen Carter is on the injury report. Ladd is now on the injury report. And some extracurricular activities went on the weekend following the game and Javon Bullard, who uh, I guess went for a little bit of a ride and got ended up getting a DUI and six other misdemeanors. Um, luckily for us, we have been using our depth throughout the season to where somebody should come in and play that star position without us taking a big step back. Um, so remaining at number one and jumping right back into SEC play, how do you feel? How do you feel the remain? Do you think it's going to be a bounce back game for us going to Missouri? Do you think they're they're going to be the ones to get punished after such a lackluster game against Kent State? My confidence isn't high in that regard. I could definitely see that happening, and I'm hoping that's where things go. But you know, like Missouri's not a great team, but they have you know certain flashes, and you know they're an SEC opponent. So I, I kind of think that. Personally, Missouri will probably challenge us a little bit more than we want, given what I saw from the Kent State game. Until Georgia kind of shows me, you know, they're ready to be consistently dominant. I I could see them, you know, week to week coming back, like you're saying, and doing that. But my confidence is kind of that we'll probably have another Kent State kind of game. That's kind of what I think, because – Missouri is doing some things pretty well the way they like, you know, we can get into it, how they're using, you know, Luther burden and just some of the things they're doing, how they're kind of very multiple on offense. If anything, they're more dangerous than Kent state. (laughs) So, you know, we'll see, but man, I don't, I don't necessarily like see us doing uh, a dominant performance, a whole bounce back game. I think, I think there will be some improvements, but I think it'll be, more uh, more good, not great for UGA this week, uh, unfortunately. But we'll see. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I'm kind of pessimistic about it. So I think the Missouri Tigers are about to be the, the recipient of all of our frustration from the Kent State and the practice this week. I, I think for us as a team, especially coming – think about it from a number one standpoint. Like We are now one of – we have proven ourselves to be one of the more top-tier teams in college football for the past – few years this is league play this isn't cupcake non-conference hey give you a couple meal to come in here and just whatever have a, a a glorified scrimmage this is league play this is this this is the type of game where your players can just get up for it's at 7 30 sec network our first our first night game yeah first one uh, yeah, it was – what about Oregon? Was that no, – Oregon uh, was uh, – yeah, Oregon was – okay. Yeah, yeah, at 3.30. Sure. So, okay. so, yeah, this is our first night game. The atmosphere will be nice. It's SEC play. Missouri, even though they lost a terrible game uh, to Auburn in overtime where they had two turnovers, and we can chop that up, maybe what that says about them and what to look for on their team. But 
if I'm a player for UGA, like this is where I'm going. I'm sharpening my teeth for this one. It, it may turn out to be a bit of a practice game as well, given the talent discrepancy, but this is SEC East play. This is everything you come to the University of Georgia to play football for. You take Missouri seriously and you ground them in dust until the game's over. So I expect Georgia to bounce back in a big, big way. I expect the offensive line to be sharp, not give up any sacks. I expect I expect Stetson Bennett to get right back on track. Maybe not back to Heisman noise, but like to where his numbers are um, re- really pumping. Because if you look at the numbers against Oregon and versus South Carolina, like real competition, that's when our team plays the best. And I think that's something that we need. Just league play, just league play, just in general. Well, you know, from here on out, it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. So we need that. This is the best part uh, of the season, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think it's ramping in the right direction in that regard. You know, it's not like it's all going to happen. In you know, all surprise, like we're going to have like the worst opponent one week and the best opponent the next. It's going to be you know consistently exactly. better. So that'll just like train our team. We got some young guys, and like you said, some legal situations going on with some of our players to where we're going to need to get as many reps with dudes on the field as possible. And this Missouri team, you know, they're pretty good. Like they've, they've got one loss, but it was against the Kansas state team who is going to like be considered better and better. And I think they're going to end up in the top 20. That only really says, we don't know exactly how good or bad Missouri is. My guess is that they're a little bit better than South Carolina, maybe a little worse than Florida. You, we talk about, having bounce back games, but it's really just about continuing what we've done in an era where for Kirby smart, he's been absolutely dominant with sec East opponents. We we've basically, you know, ha- I mean, have we lost Missouri yet? I don't think. No, not since they've been no. in the sec. No, not since they've been in the sec guys. So th- this is going to be a continuation for me of that. And I do think it'll be a handed, uh, you know, an arse whooping as they say, but I I believe with Missouri, you know, making steps forward, they are a little bit better team than I I think a lot of people give them credit for. I like that we're getting a run, you know, running game, uh, positive takeaways from Kent state, you know, we're getting more, you know, rushing yards. We saw what Brock Bowers could do, but, you know, moving into this Missouri game, I think, something I'd like to see more of I've you know kind of noted is that you know uh Dejon Edwards or I think I'm saying his first name correctly but Dejon yeah yeah he you know the dude is a, a, a probably to me I think he's RB1 from a pure Russian standpoint at this point I think I'm gonna just go ahead and put that out there because he's the only one who consistently can beat you know his first man and that that quality is what it takes to be an elite Georgia back. You know, we got some really good backs. We do. You know, and Kenny McIntosh, for what it's worth, I think probably deserves his RB1 status overall out of utility because of the way he catches the ball. But if just from a pure rushing standpoint, it would definitely be uh, Dejon Edwards, you know. And that I think we need to look at getting him the rock more earlier in the game uh, moving forward just to test the hypothesis, because if I'm right, he's our guy who, who needs to be getting in on some more like the running plays as far as just between the tackles, what he's been able to do consistently. I mean, he, I think his average is like a, a couple yards higher than the other guys. And for a while there, I was just thinking, you know, well, it's kind of when he's used and 
you know, he's used later in games a lot of times. So, you know, defenses are gassed and, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a fair stat. I, you know, I kind of had that story in my head about him, but no, it seems to be now that it's just consistently, he is the guy that probably is the best rusher on the team, uh, maybe outside of Brock Bowers. I mean, I, I could be wrong here, but do you have thoughts on that? I mean, I, I just kind of feel that way, honestly, that, you know, Dejan is our guy as far as RB1 rushing the ball between the tackles. Like, we're looking for that elite next back. And the thing is, is you can be a really, really good back at UGA, but you're going to get compared to <laughs> some of the best, by, like, running backs of all time. So, it, we do have a really high standard. It's kind of not fair. I know I'm spoiled like <laughs> mentally, and it's no disrespect to the other guys because they are really good. But do you, do you think that that might be the case that Dejon Edwards is RB one material? To to be honest, I I haven't really given that much thought, but I know, and, and I, I see where you're coming from because it looks like he is being the most productive. Now it looks to me like. As far as the utility back, Kenny McIntosh is head and shoulders uh, above the other two. Um, I believe that. Kendall Milton, it seems like he's just having trouble staying healthy. And again, like we're just not going to him as much. But to be honest, it is unfair because you you see what Nick Chubb is doing in the NFL. You see what DeAndre Swift is going doing in the NFL. When I see a UJ running back, I have this prototype in my mind. But if you're right. exceeding expectations and you're putting the numbers up and you're making the plays – by all means, coach, let let the boy get some burn. My biggest concern is whoever whoever's toting the rock, let's do it in the red zone because we're struggling with our red zone efficiency and our red zone touchdowns. I'm seeing too much Jack, Jack Podlesny field goals. Like, glad he's getting to, you know, keep the boot hot. But, like, at the same time, like, we need to be running the ball a little bit more. And I think hopefully now that we're back into SEC play, we're going to see a little bit of a regression to the running back mean. As far as as much as I love seeing the ball thrown all over the field, like run run the damn ball, coach. So whoever it is, sure, I'm I'm fine with that. Now going going back to Mizzou, uh, you know this was kind of how the grown man football started back in the day when they were talking all that talk. I don't think we're going to be hearing a whole lot of uh, poster board material this year because they are struggling. They were predicted to finish like fifth or sixth in the SEC East. And right now I think they're two and two. So they're going to be, they're going to be happy just to, you know, maintain that. Uh, but Luther, Luther Burden, like you said, they're using him all over the field, kind of like they do Debo Samuel for the 49ers. And he is a wide receiver that Georgia barely missed out on. Missouri is not going to beat us on Saturday, but that is one of the few areas that they have beaten us in recent years uh, for a five-star wide receiver, the number one out of his class. But Georgia did recently land their own wide receiver, Brian McClendon's first big commit since he came back to the Georgia Bulldogs as wide receiver coach, and that's Tyler Williams. Four-star out of Lakeland, Florida. Prototypical NFL size, 6'3", about 200. He's the 20th-ranked wide receiver uh, on the uh, commitment list, and that has now pushed Georgia to the second-ranked class in 24-7, I believe in front of Texas and right behind Alabama. So, uh, speaking of wide receivers, there there's a lot of talk going around about Luther Burden because apparently he has recently scrubbed his social media. And, you know, in this day and age, when you do that, when you scrub the team that you've been playing for, there's a lot of speculation, fair or not, about does this mean he's going to enter the transfer portal since they lost that kind of embarrassing game to Auburn. Um, he did reassure Missouri, Missouri fans that he was not going anywhere. Uh, but again, why scrub your social media? Anyways, 
that's just the story that's going around. But definitely look for him. He's a little bit banged up with a lower leg injury for Mizzou. I'd be a little bit more scared of Mizzou if he was playing because that kid can play. But I don't know how limited he's going to be on Saturday. So just uh, keep your eyes out on that. But as far as Missouri and the breakdown of their team, their defense has been consistent through the years. Even when they're a bad team, their front seven, they, they're very good at stopping the run. They don't give up a lot of yards per game through the air, on the ground. And Georgia's going to look to really, really hurt their average going into Saturday. Any, any thoughts about Missouri and the matchup this weekend, Keegan? Yeah, I mean, I think that Missouri has a, a couple of angles to go from. They got Brady Cook, who's kind of like a diet Stetson Bennett. He, he, you know, he can run the ball. They might run the ball with him 10 times a game. I mean, it's happened several times this season where, you know, he's gotten several attempts either – you know, breakdown plays or a couple of designed runs. So, you know, we got to look out for him. And like you said, with Luther Burden, they're using him in a very creative way. And honestly, like, I like what they're doing on offense. Anytime, you know, good good offense to me is good offense. So I feel like with what they're doing. It's, it's a very uh, balanced offense, too, yeah. by the numbers. Very yeah. balanced. They're able to really, like, spread it out. So, you know, that's going to keep – Georgia tested throughout the game, and that's what I like here with the matchup, just the fact that they they really have a maybe not the quite all the studs, but they got an offense that is going to test Georgia probably early on. And with that said, I like what our defense is going to be able to do with, like, speed, and we've really been able to, like, pick up more QB pressure, more, uh, you know, what they call havoc you know, game to game. That was something that we were concerned about. So that was a positive from the Kent State game, you know, moving into this Mizzou week where I think we can maybe do more of that. So that's just kind of the basics of what I'm looking at. But look out for the Wildcat and Luther Burden, guys. We're going to – we're probably going to see that a couple of times. And we'll let's see how they use that. And the, the only other guy I've really kind of written down just from the tape where I, you know, kind of studied who they were using that to me just really stood out was Tyler Stevens, their – uh, transfer tied in from Buffalo. He uh, he went to slightly uh, another cold place, but I guess slightly warmer weather in Missouri. And he's he's been able to stretch the field a couple times and catch uh, linebackers off guard. And I know like our linebackers are no uh, not we're not shy of uh, elite uh, tight end competition. Given you know week to week they face some of the best in the country, but. You know, we'll see what they can do with Tyler Stevens. But that's just kind of what I got for this Mizzou team. I expect a overall matchup win. And, uh, you know, what, what what are you thinking around the rest of college football and uh, any any particular closing thoughts and remarks as we move into the pick six? We we got we got a we got some good games this week in the rest of college football, especially in the SEC. We're finally getting past a little bit of the cupcake non-conference games and really starting to focus in on division games, uh, conference rivals and foes. And this is really where the weather starts to get a little bit colder. The hoodies and sweatpants start coming out, and this is this is now football season. Right before basketball starts, where it's all still still football love this love this time of the season and uh before we get to our pick six keegan because i know we've got a bunch of games to go over here uh give me give me give me your prediction on what this score is going to be this weekend you said you don't feel like this one's going to be a big bounce back game and that if luther burden plays 
we may see some wildcat and there may be there may be some some success on Missouri's part. What are you feeling offense, defense wise? Give me that score prediction. I like us up pretty well, but I, I'm going with a, a win in Columbia, Missouri, 42-17. Dogs on top. 17 dogs on top. Okay. Yes, I'm going to do this thing to where I do not uh, underestimate the defense or the offense, and I'm going to say we put it on them this week. We really come in and we focus. Defense gets back to the uh, Oregon game defense. Offense is just humming, just on a different note after a bad, bad, bad weekend against Kent State. Give me 56 all touchdowns, 56 to 6, dogs on top. Okay. I hope you're right, actually, but – I like that. <laughs> a little, a little fifty piece, a little fifty piece, just to I just to remind it. everyone that we are the number one team in the nation, and we're coming for the SEC, whether you like it or not. Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida. I hope you guys all have good seasons. But when you face this team, it's going to be a little different. So just get ready. We're coming for you. Absolutely. There's many unbeaten teams in you know week four. Wait, is it week four? No, no. Where are we at? Where are we at? That's NFL. Where, where are we at in college football here? What week are we at? This is week five. Week five. Week five, yeah. Excuse me. Getting my leagues here messed up. But you good. You good. We got Tennessee, Kansas, mm-hmm. Georgia, Kentucky, Ohio State, Alabama, Ole Miss, UCLA, Florida State. And if I'm forgetting anybody, it's probably because yeah, out of those teams, Cheeto, who, who is the one that's a, a real serious threat? moving not just for us but just for college football in general that is for real like you know some of these teams that haven't played anybody and then some of these teams haven't played anybody but they still might really be in the discussion at the end of the season do to who out of those guys it would probably be you know tennessee kansas kentucky Ole miss ucla florida state Hold on. Been- you're saying you're saying kansas is undefeated kansas is undefeated sir but they're and not they have- ranked but they're not ranked they- yet and they have one of the best offenses in the country. But they're not and, ranked yet, correct? And, and I don't think they're ranked yet. Okay. And their their coach also led uh, a D3 school to six national titles, almost in like six out of like nine years in a row. Nice. He was a national champion. So they have a an up-and-coming champion pedigree level Well, let's coach. put him in the rankings. Well, I don't understand why we what we waiting on. Put him in the rankings. I mean, if they haven't played nobody, that's one thing, but okay, I'll keep an eye on that. I, I actually heard some rumblings that Kansas was being disrespected. I did not understand the extent to which the disrespect was being given. They're I they're they're pretty for real. They're pretty for real. Like you you kind of want to roll your eyes, but at the same time, hey, the the rumblings might be very real. It's like kind of like prove me wrong. That's that right it. You now just got to show it to me. Rolling. But outside of Kansas, because again, we'll wait until they get into the top twenty-five, because they can go twelve and zero. But if you're not near the top ten, you're gonna play in a regular bowl game just like anybody else. So uh, I love that for them, but they're gonna have to show them, and hopefully they'll get the opportunities. But outside of that, Tennessee and Kentucky are having great seasons. But Tennessee is gonna have to see Alabama and us. Kentucky is gonna have to see us. Do they play Alabama as well this year? No, I don't don't think so. So okay, Clemson. I think they're a good team. I just think Wake Forest was too close for comfort. Give I picked USC to be in the Final Four to start the year. Give me USC getting back to some sort of relevancy at the end of the year. Um, I know they're going to have to do Utah. They're going to have to do Oregon and all those things. But if you want somebody 
who's undefeated, who I think is going to make some noise come into the season, give me USC. Okay. I like that. USC is probably going to do some big things. And uh, we might even, you know, play them at some point. So we'll, we'll keep, uh, keep abreast of that. But there are some good games going around in college football this week. I'm excited for starting off would be Kentucky at Ole Miss. Kentucky or or Kentucky versus Ole Miss. I'm not. Yeah, it's at Ole Miss. And to be honest, I've I've been hearing a little bit of chatter about this game. You know, people are starting to make their picks for the week. Kentucky's having a good season, and they also get the SEC's leading rusher back from last year and Chris Rodriguez. I do not doubt this team because they're very consistent and have been under Stoops. But uh, give me, again, this is, this is the game. These are the games that really decide who's going to be representing each division in the conference when it comes down to it. I like Kentucky losing this one to Ole Miss. Overall, I do think the SEC East is very top heavy and Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee, but top to bottom, the SEC West is still where it's at. You see Missouri, South Carolina, and Vandy at the very bottom. Florida, like middle. The bottom of the SEC, the mid to bottom is not good, where the SEC West, I think, overall is a little bit better. So give me Ole Miss over Kentucky for sure. We got Alabama and Arkansas. I'm going to take Alabama at home. Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. Texas A&M has uh, not had the best season, but they are looking to right the ship. Give me Mississippi State to win at home. Texas A&M doing their best to keep it in line, but they they end up just not being able to pull it out. And then LSU and Auburn. Auburn, Auburn got lucky. I think they're going to be a little bit hyped about a little bit hyped about the win that they got against Missouri, but I don't think it was well worth it. Give me LSU to go into Auburn and beat them on the Plains. And I've got Wake Forest taking Florida State at Florida State as well. And on top of that, there are some football games that we have this week as well. Thursday night football. Man, I, to be honest, I love when we have college, NFL, and pro football, or to, and NBA basketball coming up soon. It's about to be the complete merger of all three. Going to be a great time of the year. Thursday night football, we've got the Miami Dolphins, who also are undefeated, going against the AFC champions from last year, the Cincinnati Bengals. But it just looks like the Cincinnati Bengals cannot figure out their offensive line situation. Joe Burrow and company, where their offense has been nothing short of elite all the way from last year. They've continued it this year. The problem is Joe Burrow just can't stay upright, which hinders the offense. They, they seem not to be able to find that form, or at least defenses have figured out if we can get in the face of Joe Burrow all day long, he's not going to be able to make all these big plays. So for fantasy, if you've got Cincinnati Bengals, uh, that's fine. But if you're asking me, if you're if you're betting on this game, I'm taking Miami as far as just a straight up. Uh, not sure what the spread is right now or what the uh, who's favored. I would imagine it's the Dolphins if I had to guess. Let me check this out real, real quick. Oh, no, I think there's been some concerns with uh, Tua being healthy. And it looks like Miami has a good bit of injuries that they've got. Cincinnati favored by four. It's in Cincinnati. Nah, give me give me Miami in this one. They not only is. Tua finally figured it out with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill in that offense and their new coach coming from the offensive coordinator coming from the 49ers. But that defense 
if you paid attention last year, Miami's defense has been one of the best in the game. They're very sound uh, from front to back. They don't make mistakes. They're very disciplined. And you saw how they beat uh, a lot of people's Super Bowl favorite in the Buffalo Bills last week. If you can't protect Joe Burrow, you have no business being on the, on the field with Miami because they're going to get after you. They're going to get after you, and that's for sure. So uh, good luck to those who are in fantasy. As Keegan's finding out, we, we had a little bit of a disconnection. He may be joining us here. But as Keegan is finding out in our league, when it comes to fantasy, wins are very, very hard to come by. And I'm struggling myself. So, uh, But I knew that coming into the season. But it's been, um, it's been a season. But there's a lot of football left. Oh, Keegan, you're back here. Good. I was talking about uh, Thursday night football. If you had any uh, thoughts on the game, I'm going Miami. But I believe Cincinnati is favored at home by four points. Man, I want to go. I think, yeah, I think Miami can pull it out, man. Two has been hot, and two has they're, been they're hot. They're looking unstoppable right now. Yeah, he's yeah, looking like college too. Who you? Who do you play this week? I got Chris. Chris is in Greece right now with his wife. They're having a much needed vacation, uh, but I am looking to spoil a little piece of his vacation by getting a dub this week and getting back to five hundred. Because goodness, last week Russell Wilson and Jared Goff are just just killing me right now, killing me. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry buddy <laughs> oh you got you got jared this I'm, week so i'm blaming jared yeah yeah good good yeah. luck to you it's, it's not looking so good right now but uh that's okay hopefully you can get a win i can get a win and the dogs can come out of columbia with the win in their sure. pocket as we get ready to continue this uh run in the sec east in the quest to get back to atlanta back to the playoffs and look to see if we can make some more noise in the national championship picture what say you Absolutely. Absolutely. Good deal. deal. Well, Keegan, I know you had, we had a little bit of a technology snafu, um, but it's good to have you back to everyone who is in the path, whatever the path ends up being for hurricane uh, Ian looks like a lot of football games are going to be impacted, but um, seeing a lot of crazy crazy videos out of Florida, but I hope everybody out there, you know, stay safe. uh, Enjoy your weekend. Take care of each other. Keegan, I appreciate you being on as always dog nation. Always a blast. And forever, boys, you know what it is. I believe. I believe. The dogs.